Laudator Jesus Christus, Vatican and World News. In the headlines this Monday, February the 26th, at least 15 Catholic faithful die in Burkina Faso during a terrorist attack on a church during Sunday Mass. The Israeli government presents a plan for the evacuation of Palestinian civilians from combat zones in Gaza. And on the anniversary of the migrant tragedy of Coutro in southern Italy, we shine the light on difficulties migrants and refugees continue to face in their quest for safety and welcome. In the Vatican, I'm Linda Bordoni. At least 15 Catholics attending Sunday Mass were killed on Sunday in jihadi-ridden Burkina Faso during a terrorist attack. According to local church sources, the attack came as Islamist groups linked to al-Qaeda and the so-called Islamic State continue to extend their range of action in the vast Sahel region, which also includes neighbouring Mali and Niger. Lisa Zengarini tells us more. The attack occurred in a Sakane village in the country's northeastern Udalan province, a jurisdiction of the Catholic Diocese of Dori, bordering Mali and Niger. According to a media release issued by the diocese, 12 worshippers died at the scene of the attack, while three succumbed to the injuries and two others are in hospital. In the brief statement, the vicar-general of the diocese, Father Jean-Pierre Sawardo, invited the faithful to pray for those killed for the healing of the wounded and for the consolation of the grieving families. He also appealed for prayers for the conversion of those who continue to wreak death and desolation in the country. The attack is the latest in a long string of atrocities committed by Islamist terrorist groups linked to the Islamic State and Al-Qaeda, which since 2015 have been expanding their action from Mali to the entire Sahel region, causing the displacement of millions of people. Apart from sometimes attacking Christian churches, the terrorists also kidnap foreign missionaries, priests and religious as a consequence, in Burkina Faso, a growing number of parishes have been abandoned for security reasons. According to the 2023 Global Terrorism Index, terrorism-related deaths in the Sahel represented 43% of the global total in 2022, up from 1% in 2007, with Burkina Faso and Mali accounting for 73% of terrorism deaths in the Sahel and 52% of all deaths from terrorism in sub-Saharan Africa. The escalation in violence in Burkina Faso has also spread to neighbouring countries with Togo and Benin recording their worst scores on record. I am Lisa Zengarini. Israeli strikes have killed close to 30,000 Palestinians in Gaza since the beginning of the war against Hamas on October the 7th. Two-thirds of them killed are women and children. 70,000 others have been injured and over 1.3 million displaced. According to witnesses, on Monday, Israeli soldiers opened fire at people waiting for aid in Gaza City. The Israeli government, meanwhile, says the military has presented the war cabinet with a plan for the evacuation of Palestinian civilians from combat zones in Zana, in Gaza. Nathan Morley reports. 
This proposal comes after the Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, said he would go ahead with an assault on the southernmost city of Rafah, despite strong international concern for people who are sheltering there. The Cabinet also approved the direct entry of aid into the northern Gaza Strip. Presently, humanitarian lorries enter Gaza via two crossings in the south and then face difficulties reaching the north. That's often due to hungry civilians raiding the trucks. As it stands, more than half a million people are currently facing disastrous levels of food insecurity. Separately, the Palestinian government, which administers part of the Israeli-occupied West Bank, has submitted its resignation to the President Mahmoud Abbas. Announcing his resignation, the Prime Minister, Mohammed Shtir, explained the decision. This decision comes in the wake of the political, security and economic developments related to the aggression against our people in the Gaza Strip and the unprecedented escalation in the West Bank and Jerusalem. It is related also to the fierce and unprecedented attack on our people, our Palestinian cause and our political system. Elsewhere, King Abdullah of Jordan has warned that a continued war in Gaza during the holy month of Ramadan could risk expanding the conflict. Also Monday, Hezbollah claimed it had shot down an Israeli drone with a surface-to-air missile 20 kilometers from the border between Lebanon and Israel. That area has been seeing increased tension since October last year. For Vatican Radio, this is Nathan Morley reporting. And Lebanese security officials on Monday said Israel has targeted eastern Lebanon for the first time since the war on Gaza began in October last year. At least two people were reportedly killed after Israeli military planes carried out three airstrikes on the outskirts of Budai village near Baalbek, a Hezbollah stronghold in the Bekaa Valley, about 100 kilometres from the Israel-Lebanon border. The attacks targeted a convoy of trucks, with the Israeli military saying it struck Hezbollah terror targets deep inside Lebanon. A Hezbollah official, meanwhile, told the media the Israeli strikes hit a warehouse, which is part of Hezbollah's Sayyad project that sells food products to impoverished people in its stronghold at prices lower than the market. As Russia's full-scale invasion of Ukraine enters its third year, experts analyze the devastating toll it has taken on the mental health of Ukrainian children. UNICEF, the United Nations Children's Fund, said boys and girls in frontline areas in Ukraine have been forced to spend between 3,000 and 5,000 hours. That's equivalent to between four to seven months sheltering in basements, bunkers or a hole in the ground. UNICEF's James Elder visited families and psychologists in Ukraine as the war passed its two-year mark to understand what kind of support is most urgent. Around three-quarters of young people have recently reported needing some sort of psychological or emotional support. A fraction of those are getting it. So the ongoing shelling, the increased use of drones... All this is building into an awareness that children continue to be killed and so it's hindering families' capacity to overcome the deep stress and trauma inflicted by this war. And that was UNICEF's James Elder reporting on the agency's findings and on how the network of UNICEF psychologists supporting children and their parents aim to help them overcome distress and trauma. 
United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres today said the world is becoming less safe by the day. He was addressing the UN Human Rights Council this morning as it opened its 55th regular session. Christopher Wells tells us more. United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres says combatants in places such as Congo, Gaza, Myanmar, Ukraine, and Sudan are turning a blind eye to international law as he made a plea for greater respect for human rights and peace around the world. Speaking as the UN's top human rights body opened its latest session, Guterres warned Monday that the world is becoming less safe by the day. Our world is changing at warp speed, he told the Human Rights Council. The multiplication of conflicts is causing unprecedented suffering. But human rights are a constant. The UN chief said attacks on human rights take many forms and reiterated his frequent calls for debt relief for some of the world's poorest countries and for greater spending to fight climate change. He defended UNRWA, the Agency for Palestinian Refugees, as the backbone of aid efforts in Gaza at a time when top Israeli authorities have called for the organization to be dismantled. The United Nations human rights chief, Volker Turk, also lashed out at attempts to undermine the legitimacy and work of the United Nations and its affiliates. The UN has become a lightning rod for manipulative propaganda and a scapegoat for policy failures, he said. This is profoundly destructive of the common good, and it callously betrays the many people whose lives rely on it. The Council was kicking off a six-week session on Monday as crises of human rights abound throughout the world. I'm Christopher Wells. Today, February the 26th, marks the one-year anniversary of a shipwreck that killed nearly 100 men, women and children approaching Italy. The migrant-carrying ship sank just 100 metres from the coast of Cutro in the southern Italian region of Calabria in the Mediterranean Sea. This morning at 4am, the time of the sinking, the whole town, politicians, church representatives and other people of goodwill gathered on Cutro Beach to pray for and remember the dead. This is just one of many tragedies that has drawn attention to the horrors migrants continue to face in their efforts to reach Europe. The phenomenon has only gotten worse as political efforts aim to block their arrivals on Italian territory. Deborah Castellano-Lubov reports. At 4 a.m. this morning, the exact moment that a year ago a migrant-carrying boat sank just 100 meters from the Italian shore, claiming the lives of nearly 100 men, women, and children, there was a prayer-filled ceremony on the beach of Cutro to remember them. Yet the episode still feels as though it were only yesterday. Politicians, church representatives, survivors and relatives of the dead and missing and many people from the town participated at the ceremony. Stuffed animals were at the site to remember the children who died. 
The sorrow at Kutro is palpable, but it is not only about Kutro, but the scores of tragedies afflicting migrants headed toward Italy. Pope Francis has numerous times decried the Mediterranean Sea as a cemetery where countless migrants who have fled from their homes in pursuit of better lives have met their demise. In addition to his words, however, the Holy Father has offered his message of closeness to migrants personally through a series of poignant visits, starting with his journey to the southern Italian island of Lampedusa to Lesbo, Greece, and most recently to the southern French port city of Marseille. According to Italy's Minister for the Interior, in 2023, more than 157,000 people reached Italy by boat. While the number of migrant boats arriving toward Italian territory continues to soar, there is no guarantee for welcome. Rather, Italy's government, always advocating for less migrant entries, has passed a controversial measure in Senate that would ship migrants to Albania. Migrants arriving by boat toward Italy would be sent to Italian-run centers on Albanian soil. Moreover, the price paid by those registered and detained in Italy is always greater, with problematic conditions at detention centers. At a center near Rome earlier this month, a 21-year-old man took his life. Another major issue concerns the fact that rescue boats are often blocked from accessing where needed in such a way that often leaves migrants stranded at sea. I'm Deborah Castellano Lubav. And finally, due to persistent, mild flu like symptoms, Pope Francis on Monday cancelled scheduled audiences and activities. According to a statement issued by the Holy See Press Office, this uh, led to the precautionary measure. However, Pope Francis, who cancelled his Saturday audiences for mild flu, delivered his weekly Angelus address to the faithful in St. Peter's Square on Sunday. His next public event is expected to be his weekly general audience with the faithful on Wednesday morning in the Vatican's Paul VI Hall. That brings us to the end of this edition of Vatican and World News. Join us again tomorrow at this same time for more. You can also follow us on our website, on X, on Facebook and on Instagram. My thanks go to Bruno Orti in studio in the Vatican. I'm Linda Bodoni. Bye-bye. <laughs>